Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We are joined in the studio by two leading contenders for the leadership of the Tory party, uh, Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley, uh, here to make their individual pitches. Uh, they're as good as anyone else's. Uh, we'll be, we're going to do a two-hander, a joint yeah, kind of we are, premiership We'll thing. be interviewing the lettuce uh, yeah. later on. Uh, right, anyway, uh, here's your first question. Right. I, I am really mortified about a recent work party. Having been a remote working for 90% of the last two and a half years, we finally had a big company night out a few weeks ago. There were more than 40 of us there from all departments and the booze was flowing. Well, let's just say I imbibed a lot. There are photos of me <laughs> dancing on the table, hugging my boss and drown- downing various shots, basically having a good time. I know I was a bit of a drunken fool, but I didn't do any real damage to my reputation or insult anyone. My issue is some of these photos are now flying around the office as memes. And while I've tried to take it on the chin, I work from home full time. So I really feel isolated and utterly embarrassed thinking they're all sitting in there laughing at me. I want to go and ask them to stop, but I fear it'll only make it worse. What should I do? Mm-hmm. Not a- <laughs> Yes. I think you should do absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, like she said herself that um, she was a bit of a, fo- a drunken fool and she said, you know, that she um, danced on tables, hugged her boss, down various shots. But she also said that she didn't do any real damage to her reputation or insult anybody. She had a good time. Mm. And that's great. Yeah. And I mean, how many of us have done that? Been the drunken fool, but made a fool of ourselves. Why are you looking at me? did stuff that perhaps, <laughs> you know, when the next morning when we remembered what we'd done, we had this horrible sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. She doesn't have any of that. To me, the only problem that she has really is the fact that she's working from home and all her colleagues seem to be back in the office. Yeah. So she's sitting at home with herself and the cat and the four walls thinking they're all talking about her all day long while these photos are flying around as a bit of a joke. And you know what? I would be 99.5% certain they're not. The photos, OK, are going around and they'll probably bubble up every so often mm. in relation to something or other. But I doubt if all her colleagues are in the office actually talking about her because she didn't do anything really that much that was worth talking about. Yeah. So I think that I think her head has actually taken her off on kind of this mad journey thinking they're all talking about her. And I think... Just hold your nerve. Do nothing. You enjoyed yourself. You had a good time. Okay, there's a few photos out there that you mightn't be proud of, but there's nothing, as you, as she said herself, there's nothing she should be embarrassed about or yeah. even worried about. Yeah, because I'm sure the other 39 employees said, well, I haven't been out uh, on the rides with my mates for two and a half years. I'll treat this one with restraint. I'm yeah. sure they all did. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I think... All she's done is provided a couple of funny photos. That's all. Relax. There's probably loads of them around the face. I think, yeah. I think sometimes that what happens is somebody does something and the photo becomes more of of uh, of an item than the actual event that the photo is representing. Do you know what Can I mean? Can you like illustrate most, that with an well, example? Well, for example, online, a lot, of the, a lot of the pictures that are memes that people share to use as a, a thing in a meme, the actual event from which the picture <laughs> is taken or the teleprogram is from or the politician talking, most of that stuff is actually kind of irrelevant. They're, you know, it's so kind of like out of context. Out of context. Mm, yeah. And so, and so from that point of view, I would say that there might be something that if, if she's just worried about this thing being a thing that's going to have legs and be used on, there might be a danger that it is because it loses its context over time. And, it, you know, if they're using that as a thing and sharing, it, it, that, I think maybe that's what she's getting at because Obviously, we all know the story of the people who go to the parties and they get, you know, messed Average, up and they yeah. do something that they regret and the next day they have to face everybody at work. Um, you know, 
she's saying that she doesn't believe that she did anything that is that embarrassing. Yeah, you're sewing all kinds of doubts into her head now. No, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to say that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to work out where she's coming from with this because if she's worried, if she's certain that there's nothing that happened on that day that in any way might be professionally um, questionable, from mm. a representing representing yourself at work kind of thing because come on you know people get drunk at work parties but most of the time when you do you end up having some kind of a consequence somebody develops an idea of you as being the girl who got up on the table and danced around and did shots well, and could it not be that they had an idea that god she's way better cracked yeah. than we ever thought she was <laughs> yeah, the story. she literally but was the girl who was yeah. on the table yeah. uh, um, but that isn't always that isn't always unfortunately how it works it depends on the on, on the organisation what like if you're a nun in a convent or something or, or if you're in certain kinds of organisations yeah yeah I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with them but sometimes the value systems that organisations have aren't the same value systems that you have when you're down the pub with your mates. Meme. they'd be bringing her in to have a kind of disciplinary true, chat with her true, you know, true so. but sometimes the, the kind of this thing is a way of kind of saying well if this is what you do this is what happens I think you're worrying her now I'm not trying to worry her I think I'm she's worried saying, enough <laughs> I don't think she needs you worrying her more like, if, she, if she knows there are memes then somebody obviously has shown her these memes yeah. Yeah. And, and, and thought you know this is just a bit of fun rather than oh there's memes which is you. all it is I think yeah. that's all it absolutely. is absolutely but it's something on the tail end of a, of a, of a maybe on, a, on a, an email chain that's gone through the office they're talking about something and they want to use it to say oh no, don't do it or whatever these kind of things happen all the time sometimes it's just a Spider-Man picture sometimes it's an old lady in a in a bin whatever it is it doesn't make any difference to the person who the picture is of because it's not being used in that context so what I'm saying is is that she has transferred from being a picture you know the, the, the subject of a picture to being a meme which means she no longer is in control of that that's gone into the universe do you know and the other thing something different now the thing that it's interesting actually is that on the second last line of her uh, letter she says I feel really isolated mm. I'm wondering is working from home suiting her no I and don't think so you know, I agree, that maybe yeah. she needs to look at does Going she back. feel like she went out she had a great time she was obviously yay life and soul of the party dancing on the table hugging the boss being great crack and now she's at home they're all still laughing not at her maybe but just yeah. laughing about the mad night out and she's sitting at home with nobody to because when, because if your only social interaction is, is one of these kind of pressure valve moments and it's not daily seeing somebody in the office where you can kind of see them for all of their shades all of their moods and all of their you know from professional to kind of you know chatty to crazy girl who dances on tables you know they're all the different sh- shades that you can show to somebody she's basically shown them you know email Sandra and then there's dancing on the table Sandra and it's kind of like they're going well email Sandra's a bit boring <laughs> yeah. so let's talk about you know well the, the thing is the thing is about like it's like new you know uh, there are people in the office say they leave uh, and new people come in then someone sends around a group email uh, saying who's coming out for a drink on Friday uses the Sandra in accounts emoji <laughs> or meme uh, and this person is going well who's that oh that's Sandra she works in accounts they immediately usually think Sandra is a complete Lula. And because they've never met her. So yeah. A, they need to get rid of the meme or she needs to get into the office to show her non-Lula. Her, her professional side. Because yeah. I think that's kind of where she's at. She's saying, I am suffering reputational damage through she no is. fault of my own yeah. because I don't get a chance to show people my professionalism. So my view of this is that if she is concerned about that, she yeah. should speak on the, on the QT to her boss saying I had a really good time at the party I don't believe I overdid it but there are some kind of funny photographs of me think her boss who's totally unaware of the fact that Sandra's had her a boss was there. breakdown no but when the boss 
the, <laughs> the yeah. boss is unaware that she's at home worrying about all this they stuff. Both have as far as everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. No, but the boss may have seen the meme, and you think the boss might go, "That might be a bit far. That might be a bit uh, HR type." The only problem here. I think, well, the only problem I can see with it is the fact that she's not there to join in. Do you know, if you did something silly and we had a meme, we all had a laugh. It's no problem when you're here and we're all slagging you yeah. to your face. But it's That's quite different. <laughs> yeah. It feels feels very gangy up here. In fact, you're on this side. Yeah. But it is quite different if we wait until you're gone holidays. No, of course. Um, and have a crack with And send me the video of you laughing at me. You know, I agree. I think, I, I think maybe that is what she's saying. If that's what she's saying, it still kind of points to the same thing. If she wants this Maybe Sandra doesn't thing want to, to work at home all the time anymore. Maybe no, she should do right. hybrid yeah. working. Yeah. So that she could be part of the crack in the office, part of the like, yeah, and then she could be at home as well. I think that's my advice now, Sandra. Yeah. Okay, some comments on that. I think this is a serious case of bullying in the workplace. I would not tolerate it. Management needs to stop this nonsense now. Sounds like a bunch of school kids instead of professional employees. Uh, Someone else says we shouldn't accept that sharing pictures or memes of someone is normal practice. We should be able to have fun, have a laugh and then move on. Pictures don't let people move on. Yeah, that's and what I meant. Someone else says, I got drunk at a work party and drew a moustache on my female boss who was also drunk <laughs> using a permanent marker. <laughs> Nothing was said the next day. She had a very red upper lip. Then my colleagues d- left a Bic razor on her desk. <gasps> After lunch, I fessed up, apologised and learned a valuable lesson and kept my job. Sorry, Whoa. what? Did she not know? Did the boss not know that he drew a mustache I assume, on her? I, I assume that the, the, the boss might have Was passed out on the floor. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, Do you know what? The only thing I'm taking away from all of this is I've been out of the workplace, like an organised workplace, for way too long. But the yeah, problem is, is that those workplace. things happen anymore. Really. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But workplaces do have different sets of rules to what you'd have in your, like in your hashtag normal lives. There, there, there is a kind of a... I'm going to use the word pretense. There's a pretense around professionalism and about, you know, you know, making yourself a little bit smaller so that everybody gets on with each other. Sometimes, you know, Crazy Declan wouldn't necessarily be Crazy Declan in the workplace because he knows that Who's Crazy Declan? Me, I don't I'm know Crazy him. Declan. Oh, yeah, exactly. Have you ever met Crazy Declan? I yeah. don't know who he is. Crazy Declan. Okay, Crazy Declan, tell us what you think of this. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> reluctant to say this because I know it'll probably come across as a little strange maybe even selfish, but I've got to the stage where I'm jealous of my two-year-old son. My first child was bottle-fed because my wife really struggled with breastfeeding and couldn't get her daughter to latch on properly. When her son came along, she was determined to breastfeed him and I fully supported that decision at the beginning. I moved out of the bedroom initially as our boy was being fed on demand and it was easier for her to be able to get up, move around, turn the lights on, etc. during the night. That was supposed to be temporary, but a year and a half later... We're still in separate bedrooms. I've broached the subject with my wife about moving back in, but she doesn't think the time is right yet. I can feel there is more to it than simply disturbing their rhythm. We've lost the spark and I can't remember the last time we've had sex. What should I do? It's killing me that my marriage is falling apart at the seams. Ooh, crikey. Wow, yeah, there's a lot here. Um, so... <clears throat> Obviously, I, I don't personally have any experience of what happens to a relationship when children come in into the picture. So it's kind of it's difficult for me to to imagine exactly how both of you feel in this scenario. But I do feel that the the child and what's happening with the the, the children here uh. is kind of like a it's a red herring because I think really what's going on is the communication that you and your wife are having about what's going on in your relationship. Um, it's kind of it's kind of allowed to to move into a space. That separated you, which doesn't like we've talked about this in the context of other things like snoring or whatever, Uh, that, you know, 
if you move out of the bedroom because somebody else is snoring, then suddenly you don't have that intimacy anymore and you, you lose what you, you're calling, the letter writer is calling the spark. Um, I can totally see that happening because I think that that shared space, the intimacy, yeah. it kind of um, corrals your relationship into into a space on a regular basis. Mm. And, and what's happened here is that y- you've been kind of pushed out of the centre of, of your wife's kind of sphere and <laughs> I can say that without making it sound exactly as you yeah. did yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Wow. and yeah. the price Sorry, for worst phrasing goes yeah. to yeah. there's crazy <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so but unf- unfortunately I think there's always going to be a reason why your wife will think that something is going to not be right the timing's not right as far as what I can see here, the time is never going to be right for her you to come back unless there's, there's, the, the the desire is for you to both be in that shared space. And you need to communicate with her that you feel that you feel, I don't think you should say you're jealous of your children because that sounds a bit kind of mm, petty. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that you miss the intimacy and you miss the the, the, the the part where you're her husband and her partner as opposed to sharing parenting duties and sharing a household and see what she says about that because, I mean, it's like, I'm not raising two small children but I can imagine it's tiring and it's exhausting. So maybe your, your wife's not, hasn't got the kind of mental space to kind of even consider your feelings in this moment. But, but I do, I do think that, you know, she should be. And you, you, you need to point out that that should be part of this scenario because if it's not, I think it's a sign of trouble in your relationship. You know, for somebody who said, you, you know, your experience of all of this, I think you kind of more or less hit the nail on the head. Um, and I would actually agree with most of what you said. Um, I think the problem here is the framing it as your man yeah. saying, yeah. I'm jealous of, of my, my kid. Children. That's yeah. very unhelpful. And, yeah. and it's a, it's not it's a ridiculous way to frame it. Um, I think the nub of the problem, as you said, is is the last line where he said he feels that his marriage is falling apart at the seams. Um, and I mean, it's great that that he said, you know, he he understands how they've got to the situation because he wanted to give the wife some space. She wanted to breastfeed this second child and he wanted to allow her to do that. So he moved into the spare room. But that was a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and whereas, like, obviously, you know, it, I, I think if she's still breastfeeding, that's absolutely brilliant. But at a year and a half, the child should be sleeping, number one, in their own room and number yeah. two, up yeah. through the night. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, I do think that there is an issue that, that needs to be addressed. Now, I'm not suggesting necessarily that it is the sign that there's something has gone very seriously wrong as you said Declan raising two kids is very tiring and you can get into these kind of grooves just automatically without really kind of stopping and going hang on a minute what's actually going on here we need to kind of change things up a little bit this isn't good but you know life is all about balance and and this man's life has now gone out of balance because you know his sex life and his intimacy with his wife has been completely uh, uh, I I would imagine more or less stopped um, for the last year and a half and he needs to get that back and that's that's not unreasonable. I think that's very uh, fair, fair and yeah, reasonable yeah. thing for him to want. So I agree with you. I think, but I think, please don't frame it as you're jealous of your child because that is <laughs> yeah. a really awful way to frame it. But I think, you know, if you focus back on the fact that you miss your wife, you miss the intimacy, you miss your time together, just the two of you, and you'd like to get that back. Um, and as I say, you don't, you don't go into, you know, more detail about whether the baby's still in your room or what's going on. But I think you do need to have a serious chat. And you may find that your wife has just been, as you say, in this groove, tired, just going day to day and hasn't really kind of stopped time. that much to think about it. Yeah. And uh, 
perhaps when you do, then then you know you'll be able to reach some kind of a, some kind of a negotiated settlement. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable what you want. Uh, but I think your framing it is is, is off, a bit, like yeah, by yeah, a mile. Yeah, because uh, it's now, Laura says this man needs to support his wife. Married life gets better at the age of two to three for the child. The baby and toddler is the priority before the man's sexual needs. Wow, Jamie. he needs to grow up. Needy men nowadays. And that wasn't what he was saying at all. That wasn't so what he was saying at all. Yeah. It is very unkind. And I mean, yeah. you know, I think I think absolutely men have to be supportive of mothers and new mothers and, you know, taking an equal role in as far as they can in looking after young children and all of that. But at the same time, it is a balance. It's not a, you know, women don't have to get completely. And most women don't. You know, you learn Mm. how to accommodate. There'll be a million things you have to learn how to accommodate when you have small children. Your sex life is just one of them. There's a whole load of other stuff you have to accommodate as well in a different way. I think that's very unfair, some of those comments. Okay, Laura, just for you, Laura, we're going to uh, read you the next question, which is about sexual need. (laughs) I met a girl online and we hit it off on our first date. We went back to hers and had some of the maddest sex I've ever had. She took it next level. I assume that's some sort of young person's phrase. (laughs) Next level. I did enjoy it, but I ended up in hospital with a vibrator stuck in my anus. It was very, very uncomfortable getting the taxi to the hospital and I couldn't look the doctors or nurses in the eye as they helped resolve the situation. Well, obviously. (laughs) Um, However, this girl has been texting me ever since wanting to meet up again. And while I like her, I just think she's too much for me. I've been fobbing her off saying I'm too busy. Am I being stupid? I'm so out of my comfort zone with her, but maybe that's the exact reason I should go for it. God. I, I, Declan, what way did you introduce your, your attempted answer at the last problem? I'm going to use that script for this one. <laughs> because, uh, right, okay. Um, like, yeah, she certainly, she certainly did take it to the next level. If next level involves a trip to A&E with a vibrator stuck in your ass. Um, again, like as I say, this is fairly much outside of my area of operation. And I'm all for generally moving outside your comfort zone and experimenting and all the rest of it. But the bottom line is... Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I see what the bottom line is that, like, I think you're a bit too far out of your comfort zone and you got scared and I don't yeah, think that yeah. this is necessarily kind of liked it scared do you think kind of th- like oh, it scared yeah, yeah. oh I, I just I just my my advice which really is probably not worth diddly because I don't know what I'm talking about in this but I would just talk this up to experience you have a great story to tell uh, but yeah. you know if that's first dates <laughs> if on the first date you end up in A&E um, in that kind of trouble I shouldn't think what's going to happen on second and third dates <laughs> You know if what I mean? Yeah. But first dates are normally a bit awkward and it gets better and more well, exciting. this one was awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, stay home, stay safe, don't go there. Uh, now, I, I, it does beg the question whose vibrator was it and does she want it back? Um, the, the, <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. They I normally, mean, I'd say, give you stuff back like that from the hospital in a bag. In a bag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had, to, yeah. Uh, it is. It is going to be. It's one of those funny ones because obviously this this uh, woman he met is is very sexual and she's into what she's into and she's you know she's not being um, restrained in any way. She may be rough though, which. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that as in, I like, mean, yeah, rough. Well, may- maybe, or maybe she's just not as experienced as she thinks she is. She wasn't reading the instructions. Oh. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, that's the wrong end. Oh. <laughs> but, 
I mean, look, at the, at the end of the day, um, you, you know, you, you have had, as, as you said, Barbara, she, he's had like an experience that's kind of wild and, and, and exciting. I wouldn't the, say to get into a taxi now was a bit exciting at all or landing up into A&E. Oh, no, no. Likely A&E sure you wouldn't be able to sit air. in the taxi exactly. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Half stand. Yeah. Are we know. there yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, mean, what did you even wear? You could put your trousers on. Oh, that's a good question, yeah. Nice robe, you know, it's whatever. I think yeah. we're going straight to A&E. And why didn't she go with them? Did she not go with them? No, it doesn't sound like it. Well, we don't know. Did he like to go, sorry, there's something stuck up my ass. I have to leave now or make some pathetic excuse while backing out of her place? I'm sure the doctors and nurses She's still looking for the vibrator. <laughs> yes. She didn't know what Where did I put it? Where it is. Not even hers. <laughs> I would imagine the doctors and nurses have seen all kinds of things. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well used to it. But, um, you know, it is, I think, look, from his point of view, I, actually, I don't even know. Is it definitely a guy? I'm Maybe guessing it's a guy. Yeah, it's a guy. Yeah. So, um, from his point of view, he's met somebody who's very charged and kind of a bit wild and wacky, and he just has to decide whether that's his vibe or not. And you know, if it's not his vibe, then that's not the vibration he should be going for. <laughs> But he obviously can't make up his mind. He's kind yeah. of half... He's half excited and half terrified by it, because, really. Because in theory, sometimes people people think, in theory, the the idea of exciting and kind of wild and, and boundless and bound, boundaryless kind of sexual experience is where you're meant to be going. But for some people, that's just too much. People like it, Vanilla, and they want to stay there and they're, they get more fulfilled. But it doesn't have fulfilled. to go from... But it's not one or the other, yeah, surely. Yeah, it's not one or the other, exactly, exactly, yeah. A bit of hundreds and thousands on your Vanilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit of like Rocky Road. Yeah, <laughs> like there's, there's, there's exciting and then the, like... Again, and there's A&E. And there's A&E, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, and like that, like if you have to go to A&E, that's not great. <laughs> Do but you could end up in A&E, you know... For reasons that are not necessarily to do with manhandling or bad handling or whatever, there can be like little accidents or stuff that happen to people. I've heard great stories, which I'll tell you off air. Yeah, the no, the thing is, like, sex? it's clearly he clearly hasn't told her that he he has still has a vibrator <laughs> and where it was when he left. So that like. I would have thought that in itself. She's texting him. He's going, well, you know, your vibrator was stuck on my ass and I had to go to the hospital. I'm sure they Any spoke. person would be morto. She uh, wouldn't want it back. I'm sure she does. I think she must have gone with him. You'd have yeah, I think she think wouldn't have sent him be. off on yeah, his sweet Todd. Unless she's done this kind of thing before. This is some sort of fatal attraction type thing where she just delights in sending men to A&E's. Some people are into that. Yeah. I tell you, we I have nothing I, I like an answer to, for this man at yeah, all. No, really I did. Do we I know. was very unequivocal. Stay yeah. home, stay safe. Don't be doing any of that crack. That's just not good. Right. You can have exciting sex without edging up at A and E, and I think that's what you should aim for. And right. I think this woman isn't good for you. Okay. So I wouldn't go there. Okay. Should he give her back the vi- like post it with a little note? Yeah, post it. I think she has it already. I think I, I definitely think that she would have gone with them to A and E to bring it home. Not she wrenched it out and said, "That's mine. That's my favorite one." See if she didn't know that he went to A&E she probably thinks he kept it as a way of her ensuring she'd text him right, again right okay wait a second <laughs> she thought he went home with it still inside him yeah God, you're <laughs> wacky <laughs> who do you know I didn't mean that I just meant that he took it and put it in his pocket 
Well, obviously he did, in, in a sense. <laughs> His back pocket. Okay. Anyway. I'm I, starting to feel nauseous. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to have to I, go. I, we, we all hope you uh, were able to sit down again. I'd like uh, more uh, information so, as to... Soon after that. Did you go on your own and what did you wear? Yes. That's what I'd like to know. If yeah. you're listening, yeah. let More us know. More information that. if you're listening. Yeah. Barbara and Declan, thank you both very thank much. You. Uh, you're listening to the Hong Kong Show on Newstalk. We're going to take a break. After that, how to design a vet's waiting room. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on Newstalk.